right. Let's give him a good Bendale. Welcome to this pulpit here again tonight. God bless you, Brother Rouse. Love you. Hallelujah. Come on. I wonder will we give that to the Lord tonight. Come on. Clap your hands with all your heart. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Somebody ought to call on the name of Jesus tonight. I said, somebody ought to call on the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for your mercy. God, I thank you for your kindness toward me, God. You're awesome. You're mighty. You're glorious. You're wonderful, God. Lord, there's nobody like you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Won't you grab a hold of somebody's hand close to you? Put your arm around their shoulder. Amen. Whatever's most convenient. Whatever's. Would you just begin to lift your voice? Let's begin to pray for one another right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <clears throat> you might be unaware of some of the chaos that they're struggling with in their mind. Amen. Some of the things they're dealing with down deep on the inside. Come on, let's pray for one another. God, I thank you for your mercy. God, I thank you for your wonderful kindness toward us, Lord Jesus. God, minister in this house tonight. God, we speak the name of Jesus. Oh, God, there's nothing that your name cannot cover, God. Nothing that your blood cannot cover, God. Nothing that your power cannot cause us to overcome, Lord Jesus. Because greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world world. God, we understand that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, God, because you've already made a way of escape. You've already provided a way of deliverance in our lives, God. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing, God, right now in this house, Jesus. Lord, have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way. Come on, I wonder will somebody begin to submit your will to God's will. Say, God, I want you to have your way tonight, God. I want you to move in me. God, I want you to speak to me. I want you to talk to me. I want to be receptive, God, of what it is that you desire to do in my life. I let my guard down, Lord. I want to be vulnerable in your presence, God, that you can minister to me, God, or that you can work in my life, God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know, one of the hardest things sometimes, amen, is just to become vulnerable, to let all the walls down and all the guards down because people and life circumstances have a way of causing us to erect and to build walls. But in the presence of the Lord, it's okay to let your guard down. It's okay to let down those walls, open up those doors, fling open the windows and say, God, crash into me in the spirit. God, do a work in my life. If you've got to, if you've got to displace some things first to work in me, that's fine, God. Just move in me, God. I admit my dependence on you. God, I admit that I need you to work and to move and to minister in my life. God, I thank you. How many realizes we need Jesus tonight? How many realizes we need him? We need him. We need him. We need him. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, Genesis chapter 25, beginning with verse number 21. And I feel this in my spirit. Amen. In prayer today, as I begin to jot down some thoughts, as the Lord begin to deal with me on this. Amen. I'm just believing that God is going to do something great here in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. It's good to see Sister Moore back in the house of the Lord tonight. Missed her this morning. Amen. Glad she's here. Amen. I was about to say doing better, but I'm not sure, but I'm just glad she's here. Amen. And uh, give honor to her and to Pastor Moore. 
Amen. Give honor to my pastor, Brother Spears. <clears throat> Amen. For teaching and preaching the word of truth to me and my family. Amen. Thankful for men that fall in love with truth and fall in love with the task of delivering that truth to others. Amen. I mean, it was mentioned here this morning. You, there's no way somebody's not a preacher unless they've been sent by God. They might talk. They might say a lot of things. But if they're not sent by God, then they're truly not a preacher of the word. Amen. It's more than just thinking you know a little something. Amen. But it's about being willing to submit to God and say, God, send me. I'll go. Hallelujah. Does anybody have that feeling in your spirit tonight? God, here I am. Use me for your glory, God. You know, a lot of times we talk about that and uh, immediately in our minds we go to, well, uh, he's talking about being called to preach or, or being called in the ministry or something like that. But can I tell you, each and every one of us has a ministry. Your, your ministry might look a little bit different than mine and, and maybe different than the one sitting beside you, but each one has a gift. A God-given talent and ability on the inside of them to be used for the kingdom of God. We talked about it before. It takes all types of pieces and all types of parts to make up something that is fitly framed and fitly joined together. I mean, you can't use just all one one piece of wood, but you got to have a variety. You got to have a mixture, and you got to have nails and screws and all these different things that hold things in place. Amen. If the whole body was a mouth. Amen. We'd be in trouble. Hallelujah. But God knows exactly what he's doing. Amen. Genesis chapter 25, verse number 21 says, And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people. And the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins her womb God had visited Rebecca and Isaac and had heard the intercession that Isaac had made for his wife and she knew that something had happened within her but yet when the struggle took place on the inside that struggle moved to her mind and she said, Lord, if it really be so, why am I feeling what I'm feeling? And why am I dealing with what I'm dealing with? But she did the best thing she could do. She went and she asked God about it. She went and she began to talk to the Lord about it. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Right now, all across the house of the Lord, let's lift our hands together. Such a sweet anointing of the Holy Ghost is in this house. Man, I wonder, would you lift your voice? Lord Jesus, I come before you. 
<clears throat> God, I pray that you'd empty me and myself, my own ideas, my own opinions. God, I pray that you'd fill me with your holy anointing. God, use me as an instrument, as a vessel, as a tool in the palm of your hand, God, for your glory. God, I pray, God, that your anointing would destroy uh, every yoke of bondage, that it would break down every wall, God, uh, that it would loose every shackle and every fetter that would try to confine your people tonight, God. Uh, Lord, I pray, God, that you would minister to somebody in their mind tonight, God. Uh, Lord, you knew who was going to be here, God, before I ever showed up tonight, God. Uh, Lord, and you're able to do a work in this house, God, according to your will, God, uh, according to your power and according to your majesty, Lord. Uh, God, I pray that your anointing would move and work and have its way, God. Uh, use me as a tool in your hand, God. Uh, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd empty me and myself and fill me with your holy anointing, God. Uh, Lord, that your anointing lift the heavy burden off the shoulders of your people, God, uh, and drive out the oppressor tonight, Lord. Bind up the brokenhearted uh, and set every captive soul free. God, open up the prison doors uh, in somebody's mind, God, tonight by the mighty anointing, God. Uh, Lord, in your mighty name we pray, God, and I pray if any good thing uh, would happen in this house tonight, let it be said uh, that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands one more time. I wonder what somebody lift up your voice and begin to call on the name of Jesus. Come on, there's power in that name. There's power in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for what you're going to do in this house tonight, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. God, I thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I want to preach to you what the Lord's laid on my heart here today. Amen. If it be so, why the struggle? If it be so, why the struggle? Amen. And I, and to be completely transparent and honest with you, I struggled in my spirit today. Amen. Because I want to do my best to make sure that the will of God is done in each and every service. Amen. Because at the end of the day, it's not about me, but it's all about Jesus. And it's all about allowing him to move and to work in this house. Anybody want the Lord to have his way in this place tonight? I said, does anybody want the Lord to have his way in this house tonight? Hallelujah. Here we find Isaac as he is the promised son of Abraham. Although Abraham had other sons and there was more than just Ishmael, but there was other sons after that Isaac was born. Although there were other sons born to Abraham, there was only one that was promised. And that one promised son was Isaac. And here it was God's will that a mighty nation would grow from Abraham and then from Isaac and so on and so forth. This Isaac had been chosen by God. He was a promise not only to Abraham but also to Sarah. And, and here we find that even though Abraham and Sarah had gotten impatient in waiting for the Lord, they took matters into their own hands trying to fix what they thought needed to be fixed 
in their lives and trying to handle the situation on their own. But can I tell you, God needs no assistance from us when he begins to move and to fix things in our lives. All he needs is for us to submit ourselves to his plan and to his will. But the problem is we get to thinking in our mind and we begin looking at all of our insufficiencies and thinking there's no way this can happen except I put my hand in it and try to work it around a little bit and maybe something can happen. Oh, it's not that I don't fully trust uh, trust in the Lord, but maybe if I just uh, take some of this upon myself, maybe uh, I can fix it and maybe I can work it out on my own. Uh, and so they find themselves in a situation uh, that God never intended for them to be in. Uh, they find themselves in a place of contention, uh, in a place where there is opposition and there is a rivalry uh, that ensues once this young child, Isaac, uh, is born. And they find themselves dealing with things uh, that they should not have had to deal with uh, and walking down roads that they should not have had to walk down. Uh, can I tell somebody here tonight in the house of the Lord, uh, it matters what decisions and what choices we make. Uh, it matters whether or not we make up our mind to do things uh, the way that God has ordered us to do them. Uh, it matters uh, uh, when we make up our mind uh, to lay down what we know is right uh, and to go after something to try to fulfill uh, ourselves of ourselves uh, and I let you know you gotta shake yourself uh, into a place and realize uh, I need Jesus uh, I've got to do it his way uh, I've got to do it by the book uh, all these other things uh, do not fulfill uh, and they do not satisfy uh, they're just temporary fixes uh, to something that was never broke uh, they're just temporary fixes uh, to something that God was already doing uh, and working in our lives behind the scenes. Hallelujah. Isaac, no doubt, learned from what he's seen and what he grew up in around the house. It's best to wait on the Lord. And when he's 40 years old, he finally takes a wife named Rebecca. And now he finds himself 60 years old, knowing that from him, God will fulfill his promise to his father, Abraham. That of him, a great nation would be born. But he saw what happened when people tried to take matters into their own hands. So he finds himself in a place fully depending and fully trusting upon the Lord. Instead of growing impatient and taking matters into his own hands, he decides, I'm going to intercede. I'm going to entreat the Lord, which means to intercede or to pray for my wife. I'm going to put it in God's hands. I'm going to make sure that I don't make the same mistakes that I've seen others make because I want God's will to be done in my life. And it would pay us a lot to pay attention to what is going on 
on around us and to make sure that we keep our hand in the hand of God. It would be profitable unto us to make sure that we find a place to call on the name of the Lord. Maybe it's not happening as fast as you thought it would. Maybe it's not transpiring and playing out the way that you thought it would. Just let God have his way in your life. Just submit yourself to the plan and to the will of God and watch God unfold every rose in your life. And I tell you, he can keep his word just as easy as he can speak his word. He can fulfill his word just as easy as he's able to declare and proclaim his word. There is nothing, not one single thing that he cannot do. His word will not return void, but it accomplishes everything it is sent out to do. Isaac, the one with the birthright, the one that as a child walked to the mountain with his father, wondering, Daddy, where is the sacrifice? I see the wood. I see everything that is necessary for an altar and for a sacrifice, except the sacrifice itself and to be laid upon that altar as a grieving father wrestling within himself Abraham had to lift up the knife and there as the angel of the Lord intervenes and behold a ram is caught in the bushes there the Lord provided the sacrifice Isaac never forgot how God was the provider and how that God was the way maker. And when it looked like it was all over, he knew what it was like for God to step in. He knew what it was like for God to say, now I see your heart, Abraham. Now I see that you're fully committed to me. Now I see where your allegiance lies. And this man Isaac at 60 years old, he makes up in his mind, I will pray for my wife. I will make sure that I leave it all in God's hands. I will make sure that God knows, hey, I'm not trying to do this on my own. I'm not trying to do it by myself. Myself, but God I'm going to let you have it God I'm going to pray until something happens in my life I'm going to pray till the barren wound is opened up I'm going to pray until sons and daughters are born I'm going to pray till something begins to stir and something begins to move and something begins to happen I want to ask somebody how far are you willing to go to see God's will done in your life I'm not talking about taking matters uh, in your own hands uh, but I'm talking about falling on your knees uh, and saying God uh, I'm still waiting uh, on you to make a way uh, I'm still waiting uh, on you to open up the waters uh, I'm still waiting on you uh, to fulfill your word uh, I'm not going anywhere uh, I just want to let you know God uh, I'm still here uh, and I still believe that you're able Matthew 11 and 12 Tells us that from the days of John the Baptist unto now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Can I tell you, we have got to be willing to fight 
for the promises of God. Isaac said, I've looked and I've dealt with this barren womb long enough. It's been 20 years. It's been a long time. And something is time for something to break. It's time for something to happen. I can't just sit back and be comfortable and just get in a place of complacency. But I've got to begin to pray until God begins to move in my life. Oh, can I ask somebody, are you willing, are you content to just sit back as the power of darkness tries to stop the promises of God from being fulfilled in your home and in your life and in your church and in your community? Or is there something that rises up on the inside of you that says, I know how to pray. I know how to touch the throne of God. I know how to get beyond my flesh and step into the realm of the spirit and say God I'm here to let you know that I still believe your word is true. I'm here to let you know I'm standing on a promise. You said you would multiply my seed. You said that you would do it and God I'm standing on your word. I wonder if anybody got enough faith to say hey God's going to do it. God said it and I believe it. I know I'm not going to write it off. I'm not going to toss it to the side. But God will keep his word. Then, as Isaac entreats the Lord for Rebekah, the word of God says that the Lord heard Isaac. The Lord opens up her womb. She conceives. And then, on the inside, there's a struggle that begins to take place within her. And the turmoil and the chaos of all that that's going on works its way into her mind. She begins to wonder, how can this be a good thing? There's something going on on the inside of me. And I don't like how it feels. I don't like what's happening. This, this doesn't feel right. This, this doesn't feel like a blessing. This doesn't feel like a breakthrough. This doesn't feel like the word of God being fulfilled in my life. But this feels like a struggle. This feels like a battle. This feels like something's wrong on the inside of me. Oh, but can I tell you something? Within her told her, hey, you ain't got to take matters into your own hands. You just need to go find find you a place to talk to the Lord and ask him God if your word is being fulfilled in my life then why do I feel like I feel and why am I struggling the way that I'm struggling can I tell you tonight there's men and women under the sound of my voice you've been in the struggle for a long time you've been in the fight for a long time you've been in the heat for a long time and you're beginning to wonder hey if God's really fulfilling his promise in my life why am I struggling like I'm struggling why am I fighting like I'm fighting why am I dealing with hell and chaos like I'm dealing with is God really working in me is God really doing something in me I've come to tell you yes God is moving in you God is working in you it might not feel like it it might not look like it but God is still doing everything he said he would do 
In her state of feeling overwhelmed with the struggle, she asked God, God, why am I thus? Why is this struggle going on on the inside of me? And there, she takes it to God and God begins to move and God begins to reveal himself to her. And can I tell you, when we feel overwhelmed by life and there's questions that are bombarding our minds, can I tell you, there is a place we can run and his name is Jesus. Psalm 61 and 2 says, From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to that rock that is higher than I. Can I tell you something you need to allow your struggle to lead you closer to God. You need to allow your your circumstance to become a stepping stone to get you closer into his presence. You need to allow that struggle that's on the inside of you to say, hey, I can't do this on my own. God, I need some revelation as to what's going on on the inside of me. And can I tell you, when you ask of him, he will reveal his power and he will reveal his glory. Can I let you know some of you are wondering why you're asking why you're asking how is this God moving and working in my life when all you need to do is hold on and let God answer you in due time and let God work it out and I tell you there is not one thing that he cannot handle there's not one question in your mind that he cannot answer he's sovereign he's all knowing and he's able to deliver he's able to fulfill every spoken word over your life. And there, as she revealed her heart to God, God began to reveal some things to her. He began to let her know that that you're feeling on the inside is not for nothing. But there are two, not only two sons in your womb, but there's two nations on the inside of you. Can I tell you, Satan would love to convince you that there's nothing good going to come out of your struggle. That there's nothing great going to come out of the chaos that you're fighting. And you might as well give up in your questions and give up in your wonderings. Why? And you might as well just sit down and quit somewhere. But on the inside of you, that struggle, it's real. And it's happening even right now. But can I tell you, if you could somehow just touch the throne of God, He can let you know, hey, there's something great happening on the inside of you. It's going to blow your mind what I'm working you knew it's going to astonish you the plan that I got for your life can I tell somebody tonight you're feeling like God how is it so and how is your word being fulfilled in me with all this struggle that I'm going through but can I tell you God is working everything out even to the smallest detail from the largest problem to the smallest problem and I tell you there is nothing that gets by God there's not one minute detail 
tell that he misses but he catches it all and he knows it all from beginning to the end and he's working it out piece by piece step by step and day by day to work in you a wonderful victory and a wonderful deliverance like nobody ever seen before like nobody could ever imagine the work that he's doing in your spirit there he even gives Rebecca a little glimpse of what the future would hold as he ensures her I'm with you and I know exactly what's happening on the inside of you Galatians 6 and 9 tells us and let us not be weary and well doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Can I tell you the struggle sometimes it looks like it would be more profitable to give up and it looks like hey I've done all this work and why am I going to keep on working and why am I going to keep on pressing forward when I could just sit down and take a break somewhere you got to keep in mind I want to let you in on a little revelation and this is no new revelation but it can be a revelation in your mind. It can open up your understanding hey there is coming a due season when you will reap but the key is you can't faint and you can't give up while you're sowing you can't be weary and we'll do it but you gotta say God help me give me some strength to make it to the harvest give me some strength until I see all the seeds that I planted come up again give me some strength until I see every prayer that I prayed come through just like you said it would. And I tell you, we serve a God that is faithful. We serve a God that is able to keep you until that time, to keep you in the waiting, to keep you in the fight, to keep you in the struggle. And ultimately, you will see, hey, God had something great laid up for me. God had something in store that no man could take and no devil in hell could steal from me. It is the joy of the Lord. It is the inheritance of the saints. Can I tell you, no weapon, no adversary, no foe can stop God from being real in your life. He's able to give you a harvest. He's able to make a due season in your life. The struggle does not mean that God has forsaken his promise to you. It doesn't mean that God has left you all alone, but your time of rejoicing is coming. Because in the, in the sowing, there might be a waiting period, but before long, you'll see, hey, it's time. And the seeds are sprouting forth. And then before you know it, there's an abundance of fruit. Oh, because God, he will not forget all of his promises. He will not forget his mighty work that he has laid out for your life. Oh, but if you can hang on in the pooling and you can hang on in the struggle, you can see the gift of God fulfilled in your life. You can see the work of God come to pass in your life. And although there may be tears today, tomorrow there could be exceeding rejoicing. Tomorrow there 
there could be that harvest. You could enter into that season where you know, hey, God had me all along and God kept his promise and God kept his word upon me. Hey, I might have, I might have had some questions. Oh, but God held on to me every step of the way. I may have wondered how it was all going to work out, but God walked with me every step of the way. I may have wondered how in the world is this God working on the inside of me only to find out, hey, God was moving and God was working. And I tell you, just like God forms the baby in the mother's womb, God forms his blessings and his promises on the inside of your spirit and there's nothing that can stop him from making a masterpiece out of your life. Psalms 126 and 5 says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Verse 6 says, He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. There are some promises in these verses. It says, They that sow in tears shall reap with joy. That's not a suggestion but it is a promise. Those that feel weary and feel exhausted when they're giving out and they're putting out and they're pouring out of the seed and it feels like, hey, nothing's coming up and nothing's transpiring right now. Oh, but there is coming a day that with joy you will reap what has been laid down. With joy you will pluck up that which was planted while you were crying and while you couldn't hardly see what God was doing through all the tears and the struggle that was on the inside and I tell you he that goeth forth weeping bearing precious seed shall doubtless there's not one doubt about it will come back rejoicing hey bringing the increase with him and I tell you you might feel empty tonight but you just keep bearing that seed and you keep crying those tears and you keep letting God work on you and he will Give the increase. Hallelujah. Those seasons of tears, there may be some of those. But can I tell you, just because there's a struggle doesn't mean there's a defeat. And just because there's a fight doesn't mean you've lost the battle. Just keep on pressing. Keep on sowing those seeds. Keep on pouring out of yourself and keep making sure I'm running to the only thing that can help me. I don't need to try to fix it myself. I don't need to try to take it up on my own abilities. Oh, but, but God, I'm going to run to you and I'm going to talk to you about my situations and I'm going to talk to you about the struggle that I'm feeling. Come on, I've come to preach to somebody tonight. You're saying, preacher, if it be so, if God really is doing a work in my life, then why the struggle and why the chaos? And I tell you, I might not have every answer to what's going on on the inside of you, but one thing I can say is that Jesus will keep his 
his word. He will fulfill his plan. He will fulfill his promise in your life. He doesn't do anything halfway. He doesn't do anything part way. He doesn't do anything three quarters of the way. But he goes all the way. And he goes all in. Fulfilling every word. Fulfilling every step in your life. The struggle, the fight, the greatest are fought in the mind. And Satan wants to convince Holy Ghost-filled men and Holy Ghost-filled women that they are without hope. Although they're carrying the promise and although they're carrying the gift of God, he would love to whisper, and say, hey, why not just give in? And why not just give up? I come to preach in this house tonight. I come to minister in this house tonight. I come to tell you. I come to ask you. What if you let go just a day too soon or a day too early. Because you couldn't see what God was doing. And you thought, I could have more joy doing something else out there. I could have more peace in my home, in my mind, if I just do what it takes to make somebody else happy and content. But can I tell you the only way you're going to have true joy true peace in your life is when you submit yourself. When you submit yourself. I said when you submit yourself to what you know is the will of God for your life. I don't have to be a prophet to tell you that you know the road you're walking down is not the right road. I don't have to be some type of spiritual guru to tell you the choices that you've made have not been inspired by God. Oh, but you know, hey, there's got to be a moment. There's got to be a time. There's got to be a space in me that says, hey, i got to get back in the fight. I don't want to miss what God wants to do on the inside of me. I don't want to miss out on what God wants to bring forth in my life. I don't want to fall by the wayside and miss out on the goodness of God. My wife would make her way to the music. There's some that in the struggle you allowed it to speak louder than the promise. Would you lift your hands with me all across the house of the Lord? In the name of Jesus. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh, God. I wonder what would happen tonight if you made up your mind. God, I messed up. I made a mistake. God, help me, Lord. 
God, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to get my focus right. Help me to get my spirit right. Help me to get my heart right. Help me to have my mind right. Oh, God, I want you to be able to bring to pass every word that you've ever spoken over my life. I want you to be able to fulfill every promise that you've ever made over me and to my family. Oh, God, I want to allow you to move and work in me like nobody else can. 2 Corinthians 10 and 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations in every high thing, that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We cannot use carnal means to achieve spiritual victories. We cannot use our carnal ways to find a place to rejoice in our triumphs. But we got to step out of the flesh and into the spirit. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Through the pulling down of strongholds. I wonder, can I preach to some strongholds tonight that have been erected by the adversary, by the lies of hell, that say, I stand in between you and God. I stand in between you and what God wants to do in your life. You'll never bridge that gap. You'll never scale those walls. You'll never bring them down to their knees except you step out of the flesh and say, God, I'm coming back to what's really important in my life. Would you begin to pray with me right now all across the house? I understand we got, we got different types of ministry going on right here. I understand that. Hallelujah. There's people that are on different levels here in the house of the Lord tonight. We understand that. But come on, we got to have the Lord to have his way in this house. I said we got to have the Lord to have his way in this house. Hey, Paul said you got to learn how to cast down those imaginations, those things that, that rise up in your mind that, 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 that try to convince you that, hey, uh, there's no hope for you now and there's no deliverance for you now and there's no way through now. But all it is is an imagination. Uh, it's something that's been made up in the mind. Uh, uh, how many people uh, have become offended and walked away from the house of God uh, over things that they thought in their mind uh, for, only to find out years later uh, that they were not even true and they were just planted there huh, by the adversary huh? how sad would it be huh, to allow an imagination to defeat me huh, or to defeat you huh? somebody ought to rise up with something on the inside of them huh, that says I understand I'm in a struggle huh? I understand I'm in a battle huh? but God I'm going to break through by your help huh, and by your goodness huh? and we're going to bring down those strongholds huh, in the name of Jesus huh? and we're going to cast 
cast down those lies and cast down those imaginations in the name of Jesus. Every high thing that rears up its head against the knowledge of God exalts itself. So maybe it don't take all that. We bind that in the name of Jesus. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Can I tell you what we need to do in the house of the Lord tonight? We need to issue a Holy Ghost arrest warrant for the devil. We need to issue a Holy Ghost arrest warrant for the adversary. <laughs> and his thoughts and schemes that he tries to implant upon our mind and we need to let him know hey devil you're placed under Holy Ghost arrest tonight and we're going to have dominion and we're going to have power and we're going to have authority I want to tell somebody tonight you've allowed devil, the devil to trample on you long enough you've allowed the devil to walk on top of you long enough it's time for you to take up your spiritual weapons it's time for you to shake yourself and realize, hey, my weapons are not carnal, but if I'm going to have victory, it's going to be by the power of God, and it's going to be by the deliverance that only the Holy Ghost can give. Those things that say you're not good enough, we bind those in the name of Jesus. Come on, I'm going to somebody help me pray right now all across this sanctuary. You may have fell out during the struggle. You may have fell out in the waiting period. But you can step back in tonight. I said you can step back in tonight. I said you can step back in tonight. I didn't come with a fancy word tonight. I didn't come to make you run the aisles tonight. But I came to preach to you. If it be so, why the struggle? If it be so, why am I fighting like I'm fighting? Oh, God, help us. Oh, God, help us. Come on, I wonder, is there any prayer warriors that could reach out right now and begin to bind the devil in Jesus' name? Come on, would you help me do that? Would you help me do that, prayer warriors? Would you help me bind the adversary tonight? Tell him you have no more power. You have no more dominion. You have no more authority. But tonight there is freedom. There is liberty in this house. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, I come to preach to a Gideon tonight. That as the angel of the Lord would look at you and God would look at you and say, you're a mighty man, you're a mighty woman. But then you would look at God and say, hey, hey I am, as God says, I'm with you. You would look and say, hey, God, if you're really with us,
asking why has all this befallen us? And where are the miracles that our fathers talked about? God, if you're really with me, why do I feel like I feel? Why are things happening the way that they're happening in my life? in the name of Jesus can I tell you that here in the house of the Lord tonight God wants to touch you God wants to restore you God wants to renew you God wants to baptize you fresh God wants to baptize you fresh and wash away those wounds and, and let his oil run and those scars that life has left on you and he said hey I still got something great in your life I still got something wonderful in store for you oh if you could just see if you could just truly understand what it is that he's working out out on the inside of you. How did I allow myself to fall victim in the waiting? How did I allow myself? I pray for that good old-fashioned conviction of the Holy Ghost to fill this house. pray for conviction to fill this house. <laughs> Come on, sister, somebody help me pray back here. You need to get back in the fight. You need to get back in the fight. I said, You need to get back in the fight. You need to step back in the fight. It's not over yet. It's not done yet, but God's still able to perform every word He's ever spoken over your life. God's still able to bring up to pass every word that's been declared over you. He's still able to bring to fruition every promise.
don't feel it, you're working. Never stop, you never stop working. Come on, come on all across this house. God, I glorify you, Jesus. When I don't see it, you're working. Even when. You never stop. You never stop. No, you don't. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when. Even when I don't see it, you work. Even when. Even when I don't feel it, you work. Oh, you never stop. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. Even when, even when I don't feel it, you work. You never stop. Never stop. You never stop. Oh, you never stop. Never stop. Never stop
God is for you tonight. I know that you're for me. You will never forsake me. I know you
power to hold on. The determination to keep coming and calling on the Lord. Bringing ourselves to an altar of prayer. Bringing ourselves to a place that the hand of the Lord, the favor of God. And we all know that we can't make this journey without him. No more than Moses could lead that flock across that wilderness. A place where man had never, never went. But God was with them to guide them. God was with them to lead them. To lead them by the quicksand and lead them by the places in that wilderness. And so how true it is tonight as, as we are in this battle, we're in this struggle. But with the promise of greater seed that's in us than he that's in this world. The promise that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. But his promises that are yea. And amen in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. With these things written on the tables of our heart. The times that we feel like that we don't, can put not one foot in front of the other. But somehow we always manage to do that. Somehow we always manage to come back to the house of God. Or find him in a prayer or in a song. Or the preached word of God. We find that refreshing and strength begin to rise up within us. Renewing us and refreshing us. Paul even talks about his writings into the Galatians. How that he, he would, we would travail until Christ was born in them again. Amen. And he would go and visit them after 14 years. To, to make sure that the same devil had not beguiled them as Eve had been beguiled in the garden. Hallelujah. If it's a time to be vigilant. It's a time to be sober. It's a time, amen, to pray, God, put a passion in me for the things of God. Put a passion in me, amen, to have a hunger and a thirst for the operation of Jesus Christ and the powers of God. To walk in your glory, to walk in your anointing, to walk in the joys of the Lord. I believe the writer's got it right. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. There's not a better life to live. There's not a more peaceful life to live. But yet we're soldiers, Paul said, and we're going to battle we're going to struggle. There's going to be times that we're even wounded. Hallelujah along this pathway. But I'm telling you it's not a better life to live than live for Jesus Christ. Nothing out there in that world can compare living for Jesus Christ. Coming to the house of God. Feeling the goodness and the mercy of God alive and well in our lives. God's working. And I'm so thankful he's working among us in Bendale, Mississippi. Hallelujah. If you don't believe he's not working then tell him to quit. If you don't believe he's working on your behalf and keeping you, just tell him. I want you to tell him, amen. Quit working for me, Lord. Quit working in the name of Jesus. How many of you believe that he'll do that? Well, if I can believe that he'll quit working, if I ask him in the name of Jesus, quit working for him, how easy it ought to be for me to believe that he will work when I ask him to do it in the name of Jesus. Amen. I believe he's working. Hallelujah. To keep us. Provide for us. God bless you. You may be seated. Appreciate this good church. Good evangelist. What a good God we serve tonight. A mighty God. A caring God. Working on our behalf and helping us along this life's journey. I'm telling you, a lot of people's looking for a lot of 
elements out there to help them to deal with life. But we got the greatest thing there is to help us deal with life, respond to life, and help us to endure life. To be victorious over life itself through the help of the Holy Ghost, the house of God, good people like you to come to help and minister to us and work on our behalf and speak into our lives, amen, to join with you to bind together in prayer and worship the Lord. Folks, I'm telling you, this is the best life there is to live. Praise God, amen. It's nothing like it on the face of the earth. God bless you, amen. I need a keyboard player, amen. Birthdays, birthdays. Praise God, all right. Now, we missed last week, so we got two weeks of it. Two weeks. Praise God. All right, Layla. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. These babies up here, man, you know what they're looking for. Hallelujah. You reach into our pockets here tonight. Want to bless them, be a blessing to them. It's God to just move on their behalf here tonight. Let's sing happy birthday. Anyone else? We've got Layla, man, Tristan, Grayson, Rosalie. Anyone else? The last two weeks. Don't want to miss nobody. Celebrate those birthdays. Enjoy them. Ask God to slow them down. Don't take them, just slow them down. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Brother Quinn, that's right. Sure did. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. And birthdays, when you get getting our age, we don't, you know, it's a little different, ain't it? We want them to slow way down. Praise God. We'd celebrate not to have them. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. God bless you. Let's sing happy birthday tonight. God bless them. Let's give them a good hand here tonight. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> amen. Amen. Anniversaries. Had any anniversaries the last two weeks? Okay. Today. Today. All right. Hallelujah. Celebrate about it, isn't it. That's right. I still remember the door. <laughs> Thank God for the door. <laughs> Right, that's right. Lori and Keith back here. Anyone else? Don't want to miss no one. Further Jeremy, Sister Mallory. That's right. Praise God. Hallelujah. That must have been the time to get married. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, let's sing.
That's right. Amen. Boy, you got to get after if you're going to get all of them in there. Amen. Bless you tonight. Appreciate you so much. So don't forget, be back tomorrow night, 6.30 prayer time, 7 o'clock service time. Invite somebody. Come back ready. Amen. Let's come and have some church and Holy Ghost church in this place tonight. What about that? God bless you. Appreciate you tonight. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you. Let's don't forget about those tomorrow. I think they're coming home tomorrow. They never really got with me about, but I'm almost sure some's coming home tomorrow. Let's pray for them, God. Keep them all. Keep them safe as they make their way back home. God bless you.